0: TV clubbers, this is your senior editor, and it's time again for another edition of Mom on Pop. It's the pop culture podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, reviews TV, movies. Today, she's going to review a logo. Mom, you'll review anything, won't you?
1: Anything. I would review a dog poop. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Today we're going to be reviewing Rick and Morty, the Adult Swim hit, and uh, Google's new logo. But first, it's time to chat, Mom. You've had quite a few adventures since we were last recording. Um, First of all, tell us about your fantastic road trip.
1: Well, it was quite a road trip. It was a a road trip that I actually invited myself on. (laughs) And it was with Anna, your wife, and her mother. And I think it went surprisingly well. There were a few things that happened um, that were noteworthy, uh, but on the whole, it was pretty darn good.
0: Well, we just uh, had our contest, of course, where we asked people to send in their uh, worst road trip stories. So I was wondering if it was going to be karma that bad things would happen to you since we asked everybody else to hit us with their terrible stories. That's right. Nothing terrible happened?
1: Nothing terrible happened.
0: But there were notable incidents. So what were the notable events?
1: Well, I, and I don't know if this is the order that they happened in, but I'll start with the one okay. that is most uncomfortable to talk about.
0: Yeah, okay, good.
1: Okay. And that was that, you know, it was a lot of driving, because I drove to New Ham- from New Hampshire to Anna's aunt and uncle, which is pretty far up there in Maine, beautiful, beautiful country. And then I drove quite some distance to Bar Harbor as we were traveling to see Acadia and mm-hmm. such. And so um, I think maybe the next day, I'm not sure, Anna offered to drive. And I think she drove for a good three minutes or so before she just kind of gave it up.
2: Yeah, I'm that sounds
1: about right. Yeah, But, but that's pretty close. And then uh, her mother drove back and... Coming back into town, there was a car that was coming out of a parking lot to the left, Mm -hmm. and Anna's mother is giving him a signal uh, that, to me, looks like, come on, come on in front of me and and get on your way, when, in fact, she is motioning him, and this may be an exclusive to Oklahoma, I'm not sure, but what she's actually waving at him is to back up, back into the parking lot, because she's passing on the street, and you can only imagine that this led to hard feelings all around,
0: yeah, as I would bet,
1: yeah, as he comes forward, and she's now very irritated, giving him a very irritated face, and uh it was you know all near miss and very exciting. But uh, I took over the driving completely. Did
0: you? Okay. I did. After that.
1: I just didn't feel like anybody was comfortable driving the car.
0: So she was waving him back.
1: Back up. That looks exactly like, well, I do have to say her palm was facing him, and then the hand wave back, back, sideways. But, you know, the sun is shining. You can't really see, and so...
0: Any wave in a car means come on.
1: Come on, right. Come along, right.
0: And I really don't listen to a wave that has me going across lanes of traffic. Oh, You know, no? when people are waving me into a left turn, I'm almost extra cautious because it just feels like a recipe to be T-boned.
1: Well, this looks spot on to me. But then again, I don't have a license to drive in Oklahoma, so... <laughs> That may be how they drive there. The backup signal may be legitimate in Oklahoma. Uh,
0: I I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think in any state of the union there, because you can't, I mean, it's not like you can see the lines on the person's palm from across the road.
1: I'm trying to keep my relationship intact.
0: No, I appreciate you talking a little trash here. No, no, no
1: trash. Oh, yeah.
0: No. Gretchen, I know you listen, so I hope you're enjoying this trash talk about your driving skills.
1: (laughs) Oh, Johnny, you're bad.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, Gretchen is is a fine driver. (laughs) Uh, So what else happened? You said there were notable events. Give me something else.
1: This one also involved Anna's mother, unfortunately. Oh, I but
0: see.
1: We went to uh, a Mexican restaurant.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, you know, Mexican this is really not my favorite because I really don't like spicy food.
0: Yeah, but Maine Mexican, that's the best.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> well, they're noted for it, aren't they? <laughs> so we go to a Mexican restaurant because I think Anna wants beans. That's, that's I think that's why we went there. <laughs> It's fun traveling. Wow, you guys fighting. really let
0: loose on this trip. jeez I didn't know there was bean eating.
1: Well, there—you have heard of the book *The Beans is Name*, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Got to have them. Okay, it's so it's really got-
1: fun to uh, be in a seaside, you know, city with a vegetarian.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. You're at the Mexican restaurant.
1: So we're at the Mexican restaurant and it's you know, it's it's okay, it's it's okay. And we order whatever and poor Gretchen has eaten almost all of her meal when she discovers that she's almost swallowed a twist tie.
2: Ugh.
1: Now, I don't I I don't know if you know this story, but Lars, who works for dad, his stepmother had exploratory surgery after months of stomach pain where they couldn't diagnose it, they couldn't figure out what it was and they finally went in and found a thin piece of wire such as would come off uh, a wire brush that you would scrub vegetables with perhaps and she knows where it came from. She knows it came from a Chinese restaurant because her friend was eating and happened to find her piece of Metal and pulled it out of her mouth. Good at the God! Time. Mm-hmm. So when this happened to Anna's mother, I I sort of I was just shocked and and a little shaken by it. Um, and they came by and they uh, of course comped her meal and offered to cook her something else. Just what you want mm-hmm. and uh,
0: maybe some paper clips, <laughs> some staples. <laughs> that they had lying around.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were very embarrassed and you know, it was scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the story though she almost ate a twist tie.
1: Well, I think that's a pretty good story. I, you I don't think like we're
0: it? Kind of getting down to the dregs of the stories here now. I mean, the parking story was something, but uh I don't well, know about I that. I thought twist that tie story. was
1: a notable story because you don't frequently get served a she thought it was a piece of cabbage. But and really, the story really rests on the fact that Anna got her beans. (laughs) Her dish came with beans, and she got a side dish of beans.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, (laughs) she was pretty beamed up.
0: (laughs) Uh, Any any other crazy adventures? It sounds like it was a pretty boring road trip, honestly. If this is the most exciting thing that happened.
1: All in all, it was really a wonderful trip. I thought, and I got to taste real frozen custard for the first time you'd never had that before no i've never had never seen it and i've never had it
0: oh, they got it all over the place down in oklahoma
1: yeah, so i heard
0: yeah uh how did you like it
1: oh i thought it, i had one every day after i tried it.
2: <laughs> yeah so it's, it's really good, good. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just dense and thick and custardy you oh, know it's so good
0: yeah it's basically ice cream with some extra eggs in it right
1: That's what I guess it is, but even the color is so yummy, you know?
0: Yeah, golden.
1: Golden, yeah. It came in chocolate, but I couldn't tear myself away from vanilla.
0: Speaking of decadent foods, uh, I know that yesterday you attended the annual Hopkinton (laughs) State Fair, New Hampshire State Fair. Uh, New Hampshire
1: State Agricultural Fair.
0: Oh, is that what they call it now?
1: I think they always they did they always
0: did, but it's just this, it's the state fair for New Hampshire. it is it takes place in Hopkinton, a uh town that is otherwise of no account, right? What else does Hopkinton have going for it?
1: uh New Hampshire sheep and wool? oh no, they don't have it there anymore no, nothing
0: nothing uh, yeah, no non fair excitement in Hopkinton uh, right so that, but they have this big area where they have the fair every year. Do they have other events there throughout the year?
1: Well, they must, but I don't know what they are. Yeah,
0: nobody cares. Uh, uh,
1: not nothing I ever hear of, you know.
0: So this is an annual Labor Day ritual, and it was—it's a family tradition to attend. Uh, Boo, your father uh, used to. People are going to find that strange, uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, my grandfather was called Boo Boo Morcom. He loved the the state fair, and he loved he to bring the kids to the Hopkinton yeah. fair. Uh, what is your favorite part of the fair?
1: Well, this is what I was going to tell you: is that my favorite part of the fair was the people—the weird. Oh man! People, but this year there wasn't some weird people, and I'm going to tell you about the weirdest people I saw were the mostly the men that looked like Fred Flintstone walking around eating a nine-dollar roasted turkey leg. Oh yeah,
0: they get those huge. Sometimes they have bacon wrapped around them.
1: Oh, they're disgusting.
0: That's all, really. Yeah, because usually, I mean, the people who come out for the Hopkinton Fair, they're just people that we seem to never wise, never otherwise encounter. I, I just don't. You assume that New Hampshire has its share of rednecks shall we say yes uh, oddities Uh, people who have made some interesting lifestyle choices let's put it that way Uh, but you don't see them quite as much until you get to the Hopkinton fair now what time of day did you go
1: well we did go in the late morning
0: oh see you guys they're not even awake yet
1: that is true that is true and I realize now our mistake I went with Merrick your brother and really, I'm going to tell you, the only thing I saw was what I thought was a pig riding a <laughs> a, a, a sit, like a scooter, like one of those medical scooters. Wow. Yes, but it was really a person eating a, eating a dog bowl full of french fries. No, really? <laughs> this guy was huge. Huge. And he was stuffing french fries, and I'm not exaggerating by the handful, in his mouth. Yeah. Uh. It was quite a sight.
0: (laughs) I'm just picturing a pig riding a scooter. That would be a great act for the fair. Wouldn't it? Oh, that's better than talking about utter swollenness and all the other weird things they have.
1: Well, I did go and see the cow judging, which you and I and yeah. Anna and Dad enjoyed very much one year. Yeah. Really acting like a bunch of 12-year-olds while they're judging the cows and their teats. And, but really, the <laughs> funny thing about that was the guy kept saying teats, right, a million times.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a and funny they word.
1: They didn't say it once this year.
0: Ah, oh, no teats?
1: Nothing. He just kept saying, oh, the confirmation of the utter is vivid.
0: Come on. Give the people and what no- they want.
1: Really? And nobody even pooped in the ring. So it was just a oh, bust for me. God,
0: yeah, sounds like a wash. That's a shame. Did you ride any rides?
1: No, the, the line to get tickets to ride on the Ferris wheel was very, very, very long. And Merrick wanted to climb Kearsarge, so we didn't do that.
0: Uh, did you play any games at the Hopkinton Fair? That used to be my favorite part.
1: What game did you like?
0: Hmm. Uh, I used to like the game where you put your quarter on a color and then they toss a basketball into a ring with ridged squares and the basketball comes to rest eventually uh, on one of the squares and whatever they color it's ha- on. They didn't have the square one?
1: They didn't have that. They didn't have the guy that insults you and you dunk him in the tank. Um What? And Merrick and Matthew seem to remember that there was Lobster Boy and something else I can't remember, but there's nothing like that. Yeah,
0: the freak show hasn't been there for years and years, but I do remember that vaguely from when I was little.
1: So I guess that was politically incorrect. I
0: think, yeah, maybe that was not... uh... Or
1: maybe the people that were milling around were enough for people. Yeah,
0: exactly. The people outside the tent were weirder than the ones in there. Yeah.
1: You know, I say this to people that have never been to an agricultural fair. They really are an entity unto themselves.
0: Oh, it's a whole ecosystem. Yeah.
1: It really is. It really is.
0: And more kinds of livestock than you ever knew existed. You know, you think you know what a cow is or what a goat is before you go in there. And then by the time you emerge, you're just like, I know nothing. Right? There's so Well,
1: it is different, yeah.
0: The cattle alone is just I can't keep track of how many different kinds there are.
1: Well, that's true. That's true. But you just keep saying things like Oh, here are the ox. Let's look at the ox That's
0: right, yes. Oh here here's here's a steer, of course. I could have told you this is a steer dur.
1: That's right. My One of my favorite things is to go in and see the baked goods, because they've been sitting there for, you know, five days, six days, and they just look disgusting.
0: Yeah, the prize winning. They've got a blue ribbon on them, and it just looks like.
1: uh, It looks like mold pie. (laughs) Mm -mm. Uh,
0: What is your favorite food to get at the fair?
1: (sighs) Well, you know, this again was our mistake, because we went to breakfast before. Oh, my God. Well, wow,
0: you sure did the Huffington Fair wrong this year. If I had well, been there, none of this. I did it, like
1: this... an 80-year-old woman would do it, really. Honestly,
0: you ate before the fair? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
1: I know, I know. But we did have an apple cider donut.
0: <sighs> I don't want to hear it.
1: Um, <laughs> And I had a, uh, what are they called, Hawaiian ice or sh- Hawaiian? Yeah,
0: shaved ice.
1: Shaved ice, I like that.
0: Ugh, that's... Ice isn't a food.
1: Well, you know, and let me just tell you, too, because I saw somebody with the turkey leg, and they look gross, but they seem to be enjoying them. And we walked past one of the little stands that had the turkey legs, and outside the door were two plastic, um, like, Rubbermaid containers Mm
2: -hmm. full
1: of cooked turkey legs. And it just looked like a big pile of garbage. Yeah. Mold pie, if you will. It was all turkey legs, cooked turkey legs so that were just sitting out in the hot sun. and ugh.
0: You just wanted to dive in there.
1: Oh, Johnny, don't say that. Mm. Ew.
0: Salmonella City.
1: <laughs> Not to mention all the flies that are pooping on it. Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's not
0: enough for the flies to be on it. You actually imagine the flies pooping on the food.
1: Well, don't they throw up when they land on something? Isn't that what flies do? Something like
0: that. Yeah, something gross.
1: So that they can start breaking it down and suck it up through their little tube things.
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Uh, Don't quote me on that.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, So shall we move on to our reviews? All right. Okay, today we're uh, doing Rick and Morty and the Google Loco, and we will start with Rick and Morty, which is an animated series on Adult Swim that chronicles the adventures of a crazy scientist, Rick, and his doofy, kind hearted grandson, Morty, as they gallivant around the multiverse.
2: What? The hell, Rick? What the hell? Would everybody just relax for a second. There's no such thing as an Uncle Steve, that is an alien parasite but I've known him my whole life. No, you haven't, Jerry. These telepathic little bastards, they embed themselves in memories, and then they use those to multiply and spread out and take over planets. It's It's disgusting. Steve wasn't real? He's a real piece of shit. This is a big one. Somebody probably tracked it in last week on the bottom of their shoe or on a piece of alien fruit. Someone? Get off the high road, Summer. We all got pink eye because you won't stop texting on the toilet. But Uncle Steve taught me how to ride a bike. No, Steve put that memory in your brain so he could live in your house, eat your food, and multiply. We could be in fested with these things, so we gotta keep an eye out for any zany, wacky characters that pop up. Ooh-wee! Whatever you want, Rick, we're here to help. Thanks, Mr. Poopy Butthole. I always could count on you.
0: Rick and Morty is currently in its second season as part of Cartoon Network's Adult Swim block. New episodes air Sundays at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub, mom. What did you think of Rick and Morty?
1: I thought this was Perfection. <laughs> really? I'm
0: a little surprised. I was worried about giving you this one. Why? Well, I love it, but it's, um, you know, it's kind of, it's got these sci-fi elements to it. I thought maybe you would find it too, I don't know, complicated. I guess I well, underestimated right. you.
1: Right. No, you're right. And uh, But it was not too complicated to follow. You know, if you just can suspend having to understand every single minute, if you just wait, you'll get it in a minute if you don't get it right now
0: that's right that's a good way to but I think that's a good way to watch anything
1: well uh, that's not how I watch stuff but that that's how I felt with this when I got started watching it that was like oh that's not where they are They're, you know they go through the green goo and there's someplace (laughs) else and this is real that wasn't real that's right so it's just it's a very flowing uh, thing to watch
0: so Rick has this portal gun that creates this green portal with which he can go to alternate universes. Correct. Um, and you started off watching, I don't know what the first one was you watched, but I'm going to just go in order of how they aired, the ones that I gave you. Okay. So I gave mom uh, four episodes of...
1: Ugh,
0: I shouldn't have eaten a bowl of cereal right before the po- <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Speaking of eating before an event, this is a mistake. so i gave mom four episodes of rick and morty to watch uh, four of my favorites and uh, the first one in order of airing was me seeks and destroy Um, (laughs) this is the one with uh the me seeks box which is uh, a box that basically they tap it and uh, this blue guy appears and he'll do anything you want him to do ask him anything and he'll do it and as soon as he fulfills your request he poofs out of existence. What did you think of this one?
1: I thought it was great. I I really did. I loved it.
0: This is a great Jerry episode. Uh, Jerry, played by Chris Parnell, he's the unemployed dad of the family. Right? And I think he's a a fantastic character. I mean, I love Rick and Morty the most, of course, but I just think all the characters are great, and Jerry is hilarious.
1: He is really, really good. They give him some strong secondary um, plot.
0: They do, they do. But he feels like, you know, what's funny to him I about mean, is he feels like a real guy.
1: Yes, he does. You know? He does. You know who who he reminds me a little bit of? Um, Phil on...
0: Oh, on Modern Family.
1: Modern Family.
0: Yeah, I can see that, because he's kind of into gadgets, and he... Uh, yeah, I, I can see a lot of that, too.
1: Jumps to some wrong conclusions. <laughs> yeah. Makes a big mess, but... Comes out smelling okay in the end.
0: Um, and that I think the Meeseeks is really the main story in that one, right? Rick and Morty yes. go off and do this Jack and the Beanstalk type thing. Right, but, that's uh, right.
1: But that was really secondary. And I sort of like this because, uh, you know, it is all about Rick and Morty for the most part, but it was fun to see the family.
0: What would you ask a Meeseeks if one popped up for you?
1: I would think... Ooh, now what would be the realm of what I could ask it?
0: Well, you can ask them anything, but you want to keep it simple, because if they have trouble doing it, then they you see what happens.
1: Yes, I did. I don't know. Do you have something?
0: Uh, probably I'd ask a Meseeks just to clean the house.
1: Yeah, I know, but that's so boring, Johnny. I thought of that.
0: I know, but I don't want to create disaster where there's me spawning me and they just want to die.
1: That's so boring. I, I hate to pick that, you know? See, what I would really like, if I could have anything, I would really like to never be annoyed by somebody again. Well
0: <laughs> That's not really a... I don't know if the Macy's can do that for you.
1: No, I know, because I get that. I get that. Plus, if you oh. were never
0: annoyed by anybody ever again, I think a huge part of your persona would be lost. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> it's part of your being, Mom. You might as well live with it.
1: Well, I know. I, I do have trouble living with it, though, because, you know, I would like to be tolerant and sweet and loving and kind, and, you know, I, I'd wrestle with that all the time.
0: Well, I think you are tolerant and loving and kind, just not all the time.
1: Right, just not all the time.
0: Pick your moments.
1: Yeah, they're feeling far between though. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say clean the house, then, clean the but I house. but I'm going I'm doing it under protest. Okay. Uh,
0: next up was Rick Potion Number Nine, where Rick creates a uh, love potion uh, that makes everybody find Morty attractive because it spreads by way of the flu, and there happens <laughs> to be a flu epidemic at the time.
1: I love this one. This one was my favorite of the four that I watched.
0: Oh yeah, I haven't seen this one in a while.
1: Well, it was awfully good because you. I can sort of relate to uh, Morty. You know, he, he's going to the dance and he wants this really popular girl to like him. And is and he goes in to the garage and Rick is working on something and asks him to hand him a screwdriver. But Morty starts annoying him. Can you make me something to make her like me? Can you? And he, you know, he's in disgust. He makes up this potion, and he said, just smear it on her. And you'll be fine. And he goes out the door and he says, uh, unless she has the flu. Well, he's going to the to the flu dance or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. And of course, he smears it on her and she only has eyes for him. But then she sneezes and everybody gets the flu eventually. And so they all love him. Now he needs an anti-potion and it just goes on and on. And it's. it's really to me this is put together like a puzzle like a tight puzzle
0: <laughs> it is and the solution to me what i love about this one is it seems like kind of a deus ex machina moment, moment but then it 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 plays out further in the series like they reference the very strange ending to this episode where basically rick and morty go to another reality where they die and right. just take over that reality Right. right? They don't solve the love potion problem at all.
1: Right, and it's just like brushing your hands and moving on, <laughs> and I was okay with that. Yeah, right?
0: It's the kind of show where you can be okay with that. Uh, yeah, I love the ending to that one.
1: Well, I mean, I think, again, you have to, you have to keep your mind open. You have to, and, and for me, some, I think that it's so cleverly done that it's very, that I can do that, Yeah, which I wouldn't normally be able to do.
0: Next up was Morty Night Run. Uh, this, is a, this is another great Jerry episode. Jerry gets dropped off at, at sort of this interdimensional daycare uh, where Rick, various Rick and Mortys in the multiverse drop off their Jerrys. Uh, I almost don't remember the other... Oh, the other... The Rick and Morty plot was uh, this assassin, right?
1: Is that what it was?
0: Rick sells a weapon to this assassin... And then Morty insists that they try to stop the assassins.
1: Right, 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 right. But I think the funny thing was to see them all in the daycare. (laughs)
0: All the Jerrys, yeah. Me too.
1: I mean, what an idea!
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that the uh, Jerry daycare is is the highlight of this one. I just I couldn't stop laughing, and I love my favorite part is when the Jerry's need to uh, hook up something to the TV. I forget what it is, but they just all they're all like, "Oh, you got to connect the input to the." And I not only did I identify with that, I just love. I think the writing on this show is so sharp because it just identifies that one habit of men, and it could be like an Everybody Loves Raymond type joke, it just, except that it just feels actually more genuine than something you'd see on a sitcom, and just yeah. a smaller detail to pick out.
1: And the nuance that comes through to me is was very surprising.
0: I agree. I, I agree. And I, and
1: I, but, you know, I want to say this is done by Dan um, Harmon. Yes. Who did Community. Yes. Which I thought, dang...
0: Uh, you know, community is very much beloved on our site. Uh, I around the halfway through the second season, I just sort of dropped out of comedian, uh, comedian community because yeah. I just couldn't. I I felt like it was too far up its own asshole, and I just. I,
1: I totally agree with that. Whatever that means, I really don't want to think about it too much. <laughs> but, uh, but I'll be having nightmares about that <laughs> phrase. Um, yeah, well,
0: you could see why I didn't want to watch anymore.
1: It's it just it just stunk. It just it it really could have done something. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know how much he had to do. I know he got fired from that.
0: Well, yeah, after a while he did. I mean, I I am not sure I would say that it stunk, but it certainly wasn't for me at a certain point.
1: And why did it keep coming back? And why did people love it? I just didn't get it.
0: Yeah, me either. But I totally get Rick and Morty, and it's be, I think it's because of things like Jerry. And I agree. Jerry is a goofy character, and yet he has a lot of nuance to him. And I, there's been a number of episodes where I really feel for him.
1: Right. I get that. And, and let me tell you something else that I love about this. The monsters that they create yes. are, are very, very interesting. I can't imagine that these people that, that work on this don't get up every day and just rub their hands together and say, I can't wait to get to work.
0: It seems that way. They seem to have a lot of fun uh, at it. But let me tell you one of, the, I think this is the biggest thing that I love about Rick and Morty. And this pertains to the last episode that I gave you to watch, which is total Rickall And this is the episode where there are alien parasites who create memories and then manifest as these silly, fun characters, right? right? And then they have you flashback and create more memories and create more characters. So, I think that what makes Rick and Morty great is not that they can come up with these zany premises. I think anybody can come up with a crazy zany premise, but they execute those premises so well and raise the stakes, you know, subtly, but so beautifully. And to me, Total Rickall is the pinnacle of that. This is, I think, the best episode of Rick and Morty yet. What did you think of this one?
1: Yeah, I, I really did like this. One And I'll tell you, this was the first one that I watched. I, I watched them from the bottom.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, but the thing is, uh, this one really uh, opened the door for me and gave me an appreciation for it because I got to meet the family in this one and um, understand a little bit who they were. It was really a good starting point for me. You know, one of the first things that, that happens is, the, you know, Rick comes in and kills... Is it the uncle?
0: Yeah, Uncle Steve.
1: And who isn't really Uncle Steve? And I just thought, oh, you know, I'm not going to like this.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I did. I did. You know, he just comes in and it's it's not like, oh my God, this is this is an imposter. It's just like, blam, done. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. It's it keeps you on your toes that way, totally. Yeah, the show uses the element of the su- surprise so well, and that's one of the things that makes Rick such a great character is he can plausibly do... Anything, anything and it's right. not like oh that's that's weird or why would he do that um, right. it's just because he's Rick and he's seen right. everything and he knows everything
1: exactly uh, exactly
0: so fun and how can you argue with an episode that revolves around mr. poopy butthole
1: I have no complaint I have no complaint
0: this is a winner. Total recall. And I I'd actually think it's not a bad one to start with. It's not what I had in mind. I thought you were going to go in the order of, of airing. But I agree. This is a great one to start with, uh, because having all the wacky characters for the family to play against kind of grounds the family in the end, doesn't it?
1: Right. And I could understand where, where the starting point was.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you get a good sense of their relationships to each other.
1: No, I really thought I, under, I knew who Rick's voice was. I thought he was Saul from Breaking Bad, but it's not.
0: Bob Odenkirk, you thought he was.
1: That's who I thought it was.
0: No, it's Justin Roiland, one of the creators of the series.
1: Now, do you know him of his work? or
0: I, Prior to Rick and Morty, I do not, know. Okay. I mean, I do now, uh, but it's... Well, of course. Yeah, no, it's, I did not know him before the show.
1: Well, I was wrong.
0: <laughs> yes, you were.
1: Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, you know, it's always interesting to, to think whose voice do you recognize?
0: Well, plus there are a lot of famous guest stars on this show. Uh, yeah. And I encourage you to watch the rest of it because there's, I really can't think of a bum episode in the lot. I've heard that Get Schwifty, which aired a couple of weeks ago, is maybe not great, but uh,
1: uh-huh.
0: I haven't seen it. So I can't, I can't say either way. I got to catch up.
1: Well, when I was in Maine, I actually watched Adult Swim because there's not much TV way up there, mm-hmm. and I was watching uh, King of the Hill. Yep. Uh, you know, I had forgotten all about Adult Swim.
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of a um, it's kind of a stoner programming block, so maybe it's oh. not your demographic. Well, not you th- know me. <laughs> I mean the shows are are funny otherwise, but I'm just saying they're it's probably not programmed for. Uh, you know, middle-aged women.
1: Well, middle-aged, thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, anyway, I did forget about Adult Swim, and in that vein, now they're not going to make any more of the meat wad and and the cup guy.
0: (laughs) Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, that just ended.
1: That was a good show.
0: Yeah, that was a funny one. Uh, I always thought Shake was adorable. I know he's a He's Master Shake is a monster and does all these terrible things, but I could never help finding him cute.
1: Well, I know because you had an air freshener in your car, OK. Did I? Yes!
0: Huh, I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I used to love Master Shake. Uh, and you know what else is good on Adult Swim that also recently ended is China, Illinois.
1: I've never heard of it.
0: It's about a uh, dysfunctional uh, university... It's worth checking out. All right. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it.
1: Okay. Uh, I didn't mean to get off target here, but I guess I did.
0: No, not at all. We can talk about Adult Swim, but let's get back to uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, and uh, what's your grade for Rick and Morty?
1: Oh, A. Definitely A. A straight A. Uh, A plus. Very close to A plus, but no. <laughs> I have to save that for something, you know. <laughs>
0: Okay, fair enough. You kind of took the excitement out of the A, though, by so quickly reminding us that it's not an A+. It feels like kind of a downer
1: now. You know, that's why I'm not on television.
0: (laughs) Um, Is there anything else you'd like to say about the show? Anything else that jumped out at you?
1: Um... No, but I would really encourage anybody that hasn't seen this to give it a try, because I think it's really entertaining. I really do.
0: You know, and it took me a while to get on the bandwagon. It was just about a month ago that I saw uh, my first episode, and then I've just been devouring them since then, but I heartily recommend it, too.
1: I I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's quirky, but it's not—you know what it isn't? It isn't self-indulgent.
0: That's you know I really like the way you put that. I think that's true. And there it has every opportunity to be self-indulgent, exactly. but every time yes. it has that opportunity, it uh, the writers challenge themselves instead. Yes. And the show challenges itself to come up with a better idea than the obvious easy next step. And it's just a it makes it a constant delight to watch.
1: I I just agree with you. I really agree with you. I mean, you know, this is a cartoon. This isn't a drama or but this is so tight and well done.
0: And, really. like we said, it has heart in there. It too. has
1: heart. Merrick said he watched two episodes that made him cry.
0: Yeah, I believe that. Uh, I think I, might na- I may know at least one of the episodes he's talking about. Okay. Should we talk about the Google logo?
1: Well, first, I just want to ask you a question. Did Anna bring you popcorn from the airport?
0: <laughs> no.
1: Well, the next time you go through the airport, you should get some of this Garrett's popcorn.
0: Wait, does this have anything to do with anything right now?
1: No, I just wanted to make sure that you try this sometime. <laughs> okay.
0: Garrett's popcorn at the Manchester Airport in New Hampshire?
1: No, no, at the at the O'Hare Airport. Oh,
0: sure, I've had that. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: You're full of crap. With the
0: cheese and caramel mixed all together? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's great.
1: Oh, my God. It was. She brought some to Maine. I kept taking some out of the bag, and oh my god, it was, it was magic.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. um, (laughs) Mom's right. If you're going through O'Hare, is it Garrett's popcorn, Mom? Yes. Stop by the Garrett's popcorn. There's often a line. I guess it's popular. You
1: will not be disappointed.
0: No, you will not.
1: It is the perfect treat.
0: It's just the right ratio of cheese popcorn to caramel that they put in there too. It's not half and half.
1: It's, it's not.
0: It's a little more cheese, but that works out perfectly.
1: Oh, it's perfect. And we went to into a shop in Maine that was making caramel corn fresh, and we just turned our nose up at it. <laughs> that's,
0: that's good. Airport popcorn only, please.
1: Please. It is the best. All
0: let right, right. Let's, uh, let's move on from popcorn to Google. Google unveiled a new logo last week that trades the stately serifs of the past decade plus for a rounder, friendlier google look to see the logo open your netscape navigator type in http colon slash then another slash then www period google dot which is just another period com and then a slash and then hit return and then direct your eyes toward the center of your screen <laughs> Mom, does the search giant's new look have you all Google-eyed? No. No? Do you like it or do you hate it?
1: I could care less. (laughs) It doesn't look that different. It's you know, oh, we changed the colors, we changed the font. Who cares? I don't even ever see Google.
0: (laughs) Oh no, why not?
1: I don't know. I guess I don't start at the beginning very much.
0: What do you do? Do you just type it into the bar at the top?
1: Well, usually I just open it up to Facebook and hit my, what are these, bookmarks? Yeah. And I don't go to Google. I had to Google it to get it, to see it, to talk about it. You had
0: to Google Google to see it.
1: Yes. Hmm. But, you know, this This brings up a question for me in that frequently books that I read have in the front or the back, this book was typed in Corinthian blah, blah. Really? Who cares? You know, the only person I know that cares is Brick from uh, The Middle.
0: Which I have not seen. There's a character named Brick. Yes. And he cares about fonts.
1: He likes fonts, yes.
0: I like fonts. I care about fonts. Really? Yeah, I talk about them all the time in my football column. What? Yeah, I'll talk about the different fonts that they use on for the uh, score displays and whatnot.
1: Johnny, really?
0: Yeah, sure. It's interesting. It's elements of design. Aesthetics.
1: I, well, you know, do you, well, I'm speechless a little bit.
0: So you don't care one way or the other, this this logo compared to the old one?
1: I don't. I wouldn't care if they, you know, wrote it in chocolate frosting in no font. I I could care less.
0: You wouldn't care if they wrote it in chocolate frosting? That sounds delicious. Frosting <laughs> that's logos, that's the future. Mm.
1: What? Who cares? I mean, did you study it when it came out?
0: Yes, I did. I wrote an article about it, in fact. What? Yeah.
1: How long was it? I
0: don't know, four or five paragraphs?
1: I, I can't imagine what you had to say. <laughs> what, what did you talk about? They clipped off the little... Uh, toenails and they changed the order, of they changed the green color a little bit. What did you talk about? The toenails.
0: That is, that is brilliant. Yes, I did talk about how they clipped off the toenails, which are known what? as serifs in the font world. Uh, and I talked about why they redesigned the logo and uh, what the intention behind the redesign was, and I sort of evaluated how well they'd accomplished that. Talked about how appealing the new logo was or wasn't. All of those things.
1: Well, I, I'm going to go read it, but i got to tell you right now, I can't believe anybody gives a rat's ass <laughs> about this. Oh, and what was their intent? What were they thinking about?
0: Well, they wanted a logo that was more versatile, first of all, that would show up more clearly on both large and small screens, because often you're looking at the Google logo on a tiny phone screen. Uh, And they wanted it to be more functionally versatile in that it it can transform into different forms depending on how you're using Google. For example, if you're doing a voice search, it'll morph into a microphone in the four colors of Google, which I think is a neat touch.
1: Yes, well, I can see how the old logo would not have any of that ability. (laughs) I can't say that... More sarcastically, but I mean that the most sarcastic way that anybody can make that work in their brain.
0: Okay, I think we get it. Do you like when Google does the Google doodles? Yes. Okay, so that uh, nature of redesign is acceptable to you?
1: Well, I think that's cute. You know, when they do the little uh, Thanksgiving thing, that's very cute.
0: Well, I think the new logo is kind of cute in itself.
1: I think it has absolutely no personality.
0: Yeah, well, I think you could say that, too. Although that E is tilted, huh? How about that tilted E?
1: Isn't that always tilted? No. No. Well, I don't know. And I, and I would like to, if they want to redesign that again, I would really like them to contact me, because I could doodle up something for them in 10 minutes, and I bet for a fraction of the cost, that thing costs.
0: So you think Google, Google should have consulted you first?
1: No, I'm saying I would have done it for them for a lot cheaper. I don't care if they consult me or not.
0: I, I get it. I get it. You, you just want what the. I'm yeah, you just want the job.
1: Yeah, just give me the job. I'll do it for a couple hundred bucks. Well, I have I, a box of pencils, colored pencils.
0: I think I'm it's a, on it. I think it's a little more involved than that.
1: I doubt it. I'm going to get started <laughs> on that right this afternoon.
0: Okay, your new Google logo. Yeah. Okay. It's trickier than it seems.
1: No it isn't.
0: <laughs> okay, Mom. So what grade do you have for the new Google logo?
1: F. <laughs> F. I think it was a waste of time. I think it was stupid. <laughs> but I will read your article.
0: Oh yeah. I'm I'm glad. I'm so relieved.
1: I guess I'm not sounding very open-minded, huh? No, it
0: sounds like you'll read my article with great interest.
1: I will. <laughs> I read everything you do. Almost everything eventually. <laughs> Even the football stuff.
0: I read almost everything you write eventually. Well, you know, sometimes you
1: write about video games. Sometimes a
0: mom says something that just makes you you realize how much she loves you.
1: Come on. When you write about video games, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: I write video games about video games in a way that anybody can read about it. I write in very plain language about video, video games and, in fact, strive to do so. So I think you would be fine.
1: All right. Well, listen, I have a question for you then. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, On the A.V. Club, question and answer, what piece of art stopped you cold? And then you all talked about music. You didn't talk about art. Why didn't it say what piece of music stopped you cold or what piece of, you know, nobody talked about static art.
0: Well, I think that when the word art is used on the A.V. Club, it's not used in the sense of stuff hanging on a wall. It's used in the sense of of art that spans all media. So many Uh, people did talk about... Maybe
1: the A.V. Club should have its own dictionary. (laughs) And, you know, know, Johnny, while we're talking about that, I just want to say that we played Bananagrams when we were in Maine, you know, and both Anna and her mother cheat. Oh, yeah? How so? Well, they used words. Nobody told me that you had to check each other's uh, crosswords that you make.
0: Yeah, everybody checks when someone's done making the crossword. And if people don't know, Bananagrams is sort of a like, fast-paced, Scrabble-esque game where everybody has their own tiles, and they're making their own crosswords. And when someone's done, they've used all their tiles, and there's none left to draw. What do you say, bananas? And uh, then everybody else checks your crossword. Uh, to see if all the words are valid. And if there's an invalid word, they lose. They're out.
1: Well, you know, nobody told me that, but I happened to glance over and see that Anna had a misspelled word over there. And when I went to point it out, she started snapping up her things and said, oh, well, that's too bad you didn't say it. Really? Yes.
0: Huh. I'm going to have to have a talk with my wife about that.
1: And then when all was said and done, all was said and done, Two of the tiles were missing from the game.
2: Oh, boy.
0: That's no good.
1: So, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know how we quite got over here from the uh, AV Q&A, but I think that the, the use of the word art there was perfectly fine. And All I right. I didn't talk about music. I talked about a TV show, in fact.
1: Well, again, art, really?
0: Yeah, definitely. But
1: if, but if that's the AV club, then okay.
0: Well, I think that's uh, pretty much all pop culture commentary. It's true. Right. that's what that's what I do for a living. I treat video games and T V and movies and all these things as art and evaluate them as such.
1: I just I didn't know that. That's I never what you heard
0: do that. on this show.
1: Yeah, but I don't think of this as art.
0: You do, you're just not applying that word for it. Okay. You're in that interpretive mode. Okay. I promise.
1: Duly noted. <laughs>
0: All right, Mom, I think that wraps it up for our reviews this week, right?
1: Um. All right.
0: Did you have something else you wanted to review?
1: Well, no, but I just did want to add one little thing, because I think, you know, yeah. it was very nice that Tom Brady won his court case, and I think all those people that are now saying, oh, well, he's a cheater, he got away with it, and blah, 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 you know, I wish they would all just shut up.
0: Well, they wish that their team had won the Super Bowl, but... Uh, Their team did not. In fact, the Patriots won the Super Bowl, and they wish that they had the best quarterback in NFL history on their team, but they don't. The Patriots do. So that's why they complain about it. I just picture them as a nation of fans uh, pissing their pants, and over the summer as the urine puddled in the folds, of their trousers and they clutched at Roger Goodell's leg and begged him to do something to save them from the terrible Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And uh, he did all summer. And then a judge had to step in and say, what the heck is all this? This is all nonsense. Get it right. out of here. Right. Um, So that's pretty much what happened. And it's a shame that it all had to go down the way it did because it was just a miserable, it was, you know, and those people who are yelling about Tom Brady being a cheater, they're miserable too. Nobody, Deflategate made nobody happy. It made nobody better. So (laughs) I think we should all just be united in loving each other and moving on. In fact, that's what my uh, blog and tackle column is going to be about this week. It's going to be about the fact that, we're all awful people for being NFL fans in the first place. So let us not judge each other.
1: Okay. I'll, I can get behind that. Yep. Okay.
0: We're all, we've all been angry at each other all year with good reason. Yeah. And now we're going to move on and love each other again. I hope. But then
1: we're going to hate each other again at the end of the season, right? Well,
0: yeah, but hopefully we'll hate each other with less uh, PSI data and and legal wrangling. Like, hopefully right. we hate each other over football, over you know? Over
1: football. Right. <laughs> I would donate blood to you, but for football, I hate you. Right,
0: right. That's, that's okay. a perfectly healthy form of hatred, I think.
1: Right. Okay. Just checking. Okay. Very good.
0: Well, this has been another edition of Mom on Pop. Thank you, Mom, for as always, for your insights.
1: And thank you.
0: If you enjoy the podcast, please give us a review on iTunes or tell your friends on Facebook, Twitter, what have you. We sure do appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Mom and I will be back in one week. We promise. I know we didn't have a tweener episode last time, but Mom was traveling, and it was just too much of a mess. Uh, but- oh,
1: don't blame it on me.
0: mom was busy I was busy everybody was busy but in fact we're going to record a tweener podcast right after we get done with this one and we'll be back at you in a week so thank you for listening and so long for now